This week, we're answering the big important question. What is the meaning of like... No, not really. No, no, different question. What's the big question about email marketing? When what? do you send the email? What's the best time to do it? This is episode one. Shall we start the show? Let's do it. Robin Kennedy can get inside your head. Now they can help you see how your subscribers think instead. It's like we're using with powers for good. You've got to live. episode properly styly of the email marketing show today rob we're talking about how do you know when it is best to send out your your, your emails because if you're emailing daily or weekly or whatever it is you know that some days of the week some points of the day you're definitely going to get a better response and a better open rate and actually more buyers than other points of the day what we all kind of want to know is what's the best point of the day what's the magic formula mm, first of all more importantly than any of that will you please never sing along to the theme song again what can you just never was, sing along to the theme like song again? I was just like Michael Balling up in the background. <laughs> <laughs> We're very sorry, Michael Ball, if you are listening to this podcast. Uh, but yes, you are right. That is a big important question. When is the best time of day to send out emails? And this is probably one of the questions that I get, uh, you know, hear a lot and get asked a lot. It's and on see forums a lot, a lot, isn't it? Like people, we, and we all want to know, don't we? The answer is always do. the same. Everybody always gives the same answer, which is there isn't one, there isn't one, there yeah, isn't one. Yeah, yeah. There'll be one guy every so often who'll stick his head above the parapet and say, 8 p.m., that's definitely the that's best definitely time. definitely the one. Arbitrary time. The uh, the terrible, terrible answer is that there officially, officially isn't the best time of day to send out your emails. There's not, but there will don't be. Don't hang a, up. Do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't hang up, please. Are you there? Uh, there are. There will be a better time for you and your market, which will depend on your niche and how they work in terms of are they are they employed or do they work night shifts and also the time zone that you are on as well. But don't worry, we're not going to leave you in any of these episodes of the show with an it depends answers. We're going to give you ways of figuring these things out and give you some really practical advice because you do need to figure out what you're that was, doing. That there. was me, mic drop What's moment. That? It's a very flimsy it's a pen mic. drop for anyone who's watching this on YouTube, but we'll say a pen <laughs> <laughs> mic drop moment. Okay. All right. Lovely. I like it. All right. So this basically, we've got two different ways that we're going to that we're going to share with you to to actually figure out the best time of day for you to figure it out. So, Rob, do you want to take the first one? Yeah. So the first thing that you need to do is to test it. Now we've heard about split testing a lot in you know sales pages mm -hmm. and offers and that kind of thing, and even in email. I'm yeah. sure there'll be a later episode on split testing your emails, but actually you can split test the time that you send your emails out. And there's a couple of ways to do this. The first one is manually, what I call over a period of time, sort of longitudinally testing it out. Longitudinally. Exactly. And it involves a really, really complicated bit of technology. Did called... you just use longitudinally in the correct context? I, can't, I don't know if longitudinally is the right word. So it's a split testing term that I've used for ages. It's the idea of split testing lots just of things. Just because you made it up a long time ago doesn't make it a real word. <laughs> Basically, it's split testing lots of things over a long period of time into the future, as opposed to loads of things at the same time, like you've got a big wide offering. Be laterally split testing. Lateral lateralistically. Yeah, lateralistically. Um, so basically, what you need to do is you need to get a really complicated bit of technology uh, that you have to be really clever to use. It's called a spreadsheet. Ooh. And uh, you don't even have to do any of the clever stuff in a spreadsheet because I can't do any of that. You open up a spreadsheet and you literally decide a time of day and say, This is the time of day from whence 
that's the wrong context as well. I'm going to start sending out my emails. So I'm going to send out my emails at, I don't know, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Sure every day and then you do that for a period of time so what's a good period of time rob to actually make a decent test of that are we talking ex- i mean obviously it depends on how often you send an email but how many emails do you want to do it over? yeah so for me if you email daily or for some people some people email like twice a day sure for, if you're emailing like every day i would be thinking three or four weeks like i want to get some real data so you want to get like 15 to 20 yeah. emails through yes okay that's now of course decent. if you don't email that often that means this might take a little while sure um, so you but you want to factor that. But in. you might want to like test a different time every single time you go out, and just I mean, obviously, if you do like ten o'clock in the morning this week, and then next week you you do ten p.m., then you can't make a total judgment on that because if it's like a national holiday or there's a special event or like whatever. Okay, sorry, I interrupted. Go on. That's fine. So you make your spreadsheet, you choose your time of day, and you say, okay, great. For the next X period of time, so let's say three or four weeks, I'm just going to send out my email at this time of day. Right. And you might want to just vary up a little bit. So it's 11.01, 11.02, but just nothing drastic. And does, and that doesn't count in that split test? No. That's, that's sort of just, around that's the hour you, of Yeah, 11. around the hour of about 11. Okay. And you send it out. And what you want to do is every day, you know, pop in, look at your emails from the last two days. You really want to give them sort of a full 24, 48 hours period Mm -hmm. of time to actually get in and look at their emails and check, make a note of what your open rate was and what your click-through rate is. Now, what you have to be careful of, and of course your conversion rate, if you're tracking that that closely, what you do need to be careful of is that you are not allowing you can't just do it once and go, well, if I sent it out at 11 a.m., then I got this click-through rate and this open rate. That's my 11 o'clock number. That might just be a great subject line you happen to have hit on the nose Or a there. terrible one. You might be disappointed Plummeting. on the flip side. Yeah, yeah. Totally. So make sure that you give that a good test. And mm. then what you do, and you can probably see where this is going, is at the end of that period of time, you go, okay, great. I'm going to choose a different time of day. So, And I would make it quite drastically different. So like four, five, six, ten hours later and try that. And then again, do that for three or four weeks. And what you should notice is that your open rates and click-through rates and response rates will either go quite drastically up or quite drastically down. It's unlikely they're going to stay exactly the same. How do you feel about the fact that a change is as good as a rest? So kind of like, it might be that the first time you change the time after three weeks or 15 or 20 broadcasts, that the you might get an ing- like a spike, but that's just because you've changed so obviously you'll want to leave a bit of time for that to settle down as well and, and become its own sort of medium. Yeah, which is another sort of excuse to say, okay, great, let's leave this for a little while. There's another reason to say, let's give it a good solid sure. three or four weeks. And of course, you really want to try and make sure that your first batch of testing has the same number of emails in it as the second batch of testing and vice versa. You know, like you're giving them the same amount of emails. And then when you get to that one, you want to try again. So maybe go somewhere between the two. Mm. And basically what you're looking for is, let's imagine you do 11 a.m. and 10 p.m. Mm. And you notice that 11, 11 a.m. outperforms 10 p.m. You slowly want to start to move it into the middle somewhere and find where it starts to take off. That's a sweet spot. So unless you are just a genius and you happen to have picked the right time first time, 11 a.m., chances are it's going to be somewhere between 11 a.m. and 10 p.m. And what do you think about the idea? Obviously, your list migrates. Some people join, some people leave. So after a certain period of time, that sweet spot time might have, like, changed completely. So that's obviously an ongoing thing, isn't it? So we never end up with a definitive answer of, right, forevermore now, thank you, I'm going to send them out at four o'clock in the afternoon, and that's going to work for me forever. So It sort of depends, because if you look at your marketing, unless you drastically change your sort of mm. source of traffic, 
that isn't likely to change a great deal because it's all to do with okay. when people are checking their emails. Right. The major problem we have as, as email marketers is that when you send out an email, within an hour, most people's inboxes, it's going to be nudged a few spaces down by more emails coming in. Right. So and our, our aim is always to be at the very top of that and they get to us first and they get to read and consume our stuff before they get tired out by everybody else. Right. So you really need there to be two factors in this. The first factor is how recently did my email hit their inbox when they happen to be looking at it? Right. The second factor is, what can I make sure is the case to make sure they're more likely to be looking at their inbox? For example, at three o'clock in the morning, I'm not going to be looking at my emails. Right. So if you target just UK businesses or just US businesses or just Australian businesses or wherever, sure. you absolutely know that, okay, I know that most people in, in that place are going to be awake between these hours and these hours. They're going to be asleep between these hours and these hours. And then the test becomes, does my market tend to open their emails before work or after work or after dinner in the evening or just before bed and then you're sort of figuring out sort of some sort of behavioral things around that market but right. you're pretty much certain if your major part of your list is uh, let's say in a particular area they're probably going to be asleep between midnight and 6 a.m so yeah. you probably don't want it you want to skip testing that time yeah i mean just to put this in unless into sorry sorry unless unless of course your product is about something to do with that, that, that night shift people might work. Obviously, right. a sensible, sensible mindset needs to sort of rule on all of this. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, to put this into context, I, for ages, was sending out emails to a list in one of my businesses at like 11 in the morning. And that just felt like a decent time but completely arbitrary. Like, okay. just felt you just like, made it up one just day. Just made it up one day. I thought, feels like a decent time. It's not first thing in the morning for, for, for us, right. <laughs> uh, even though that doesn't include people in the States and that sure. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And eventually, over a period of doing this exact testing procedure, yeah. uh, I ended up sending out emails at 11 p.m. at night, our time. And right. the response rate on those was drastically higher. Right. Which is like sort of late evening in, in you know Eastern time, middle of the afternoon in Pacific time, but mm -hmm. still an accessible time for people in the UK. And for me, that happened to work best. And some email marketing platforms allow you to send these broadcasts out at a certain time, local time to that subscriber. And are getting even smarter because now some of them have the technology to basically shortcut what we're telling you, but the same thing works okay. by by it will it will track this for you on a subscriber by subscriber basis and Holy it will say oh well do you know what kennedy he's opening most of his emails at 11am we'll send it to him then but <laughs> you know rob over there he's opening most of his emails at four in the morning let's send that there and you can actually get it to send your emails to each subscriber at the right time for them that's phenomenal uh, off the top of your head can you name any of the infusion soft's got it okay wow that's uh, one i'm of them. not sure about any of the others but, but you, 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 you definitely see it inside there that's amazing so one of the big keys to all of this of course is about finding out the time that people are online which brings us on to our second strategy for this. Neatly segued there. Neatly into there. So what, one of the ways I like to cheat uh, and do this is figure out when my people are online. So I'm actually not going to use email marketing to figure that out. I'm actually going to go over at the blue place and that's over, over on the old Facebook and have a little look at when people who like my Facebook page are actually online. And you do that if you just pop Both in of them. Uh, yes, both, both of me fans who just are really a sort of tufty blonde hair. Um, and, uh, yeah, so what what you do is if you don't know this already, if you got your Facebook page that you're a, you're an admin on, and you click on insights, and you go to posts. After that, you'll see that there is a graph, a bar chart, like a, no, an area chart of the popularity of your page and when the people who view your posts 
are online the most. It tells you which day of the week they're mostly online and which hour of the day. Now, that's a really good indicator if you see that. So, for example, mine changed recently. I was actually just checking this out yesterday when sort of looking up on, I'm doing the research for this app. And I realized mine used to be 8 p.m. And I was like, 8 p.m. is a great time for me to send to send email. But actually, I checked yesterday and I was like, oh, I've been doing this wrong because I haven't checked this for ages. And it's something like, I think it's like 10 a.m. now. So people are now checking their Facebook during the day at work. Naughty. Naughty, Terrible. Naughty. Terrible. You shouldn't stuff. be doing that. So it's a really good shortcut to do that. So how often should we be rechecking this, do you reckon? What's, what's your sort of in, insight on that? I like, mean, I think you, with yours, because you, because that's a fairly instantaneous thing, whereas sure. the, you know, the, the other strategy takes a while. I mean, you could check it once a month, maybe, yeah. like dial in and just say, okay, great, because again, your audience is going to shift a little bit as, as yeah. you're doing that. So yeah. I think you can definitely, definitely do that. Uh, it also depends on whether people are actively taking time to go and seek out your content mm -hmm. as opposed to just having it display in their newsfeed as well. Because if it's just incidental that they happen to be looking at it and responding to it, that's different from if they intentionally are taking time out to go and seek it out. But I think if you check it out like once a month, that's probably going to give you a pretty good insight. Yeah, and whereas yours is more like an ongoing thing of actually just test these emails going out, going out and going out. And would you affect the same sort of delivery on your sort of follow-up automated campaigns? Because obviously in automated campaigns, most of us just do the delay thing, which is wait two days between when they join your list and the first email coming out and, and so on and so forth. Again, you could affect that based on time, couldn't you? So a lot of people think this is only a broadcast thing, but of course you could make sure to, for example, one of the really good ways, obviously at Response Week, we're all about relevance and making sure that what you say is most relevant to the people you're emailing. So one of the things not, not, not a lot of people do is actually delay their campaigns, their automations to certain points of the day. So you can say, this morning I was thinking about, or this evening, hey, good evening, how are you? And, and that's a real distinct difference between when people receive a, a broadcast versus when they get a campaign, right? So if you're, you're noticing this kind of thing where you're testing your, your broadcast and you think, okay, I've got a certain time of day that's working really, really well, you can apply that same thinking to your automated campaigns. And because we said about the idea of a change being really useful, well, campaigns are the perfect thing to affect a change, to actually put in, do you know what it is? For the first 12 days of my, of, of my automation, I'm going to send them all an email at the perfect time of day, which I've experimented with over time, which is 8 p.m great. But then actually just to sort of break the pattern, just to do that pattern interrupt, which we obviously know is, is doing the psychology stuff that we do. Um, you could then put an email that goes out earlier in the day and people go, oh, I don't actually get an email from Rob or from Kennedy at that time of the day. What's going on? And that the idea of breaking the pattern is just as important, I think. Yeah, there was an interesting thing because obviously you send out your emails every day yes. and there was, a, or five days a week, five. and there was a, a period of time. So um, I am subscribed to them and Grace here in our office is subscribed to them. Yeah. And there was a day, there was a week where you were away on holiday. Yeah. And you sent out the emails at the same time of day, but the same time of day has now shifted by five hours because you're five hours behind us. Right. Right. So yes, if you normally do them in real time, so yeah. you normally send out your emails at like six o'clock in the morning. Six a.m. Yeah. And uh, so I see them when I get up, not at six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and then uh, you're sending them out at six o'clock Eastern time for a little while. Yes. Which means that that's now suddenly eleven o'clock in the morning UK, yeah. in the UK. Mm -hmm. And so suddenly, both Grace and I, while you were away, looked at each other in the office and basically said, "Oh." 
You can tell Kennedy's on holiday because his emails have come out at a different time. But the point is it made us react. Like it made us go, oh, this is different. I've done. And also, I suppose, and I hadn't thought about this and uh, we actually, we've never talked about this, yeah. but um, it allows the audience to sort of follow you on that journey of, oh, this is the week that Kennedy's on holiday and he's in America. So the times are different. It's sort of, without you having to go in every email, hello, yes, I'm in New York or I'm in Canada or whatever the heck I was. Um, it allows you to, to, the audience to go, oh, why am I receiving that? email oh it's because he said he was on holiday and that all makes sense so it has like that subtle underlying thing of them following you around and understanding what's going on yeah we'll talk about the daily email thing in another episode i think definitely um, be, it's because it's one of the most amazing strategies that uh, i've ever implemented and i think you bullied me into it in the very I did, first yeah place. i pestered you and you're like, no no, <laughs> no that'll, that'll never work yeah i think so i think the big thing here is don't listen to um, other people other than us. Don't listen to people who say, you know, send your emails out at this time and you're definitely going to get results. Likewise, don't listen to people, and this is still related to time, don't set, don't listen to people who say, oh, well, don't email people if they're, you know, about business stuff on a Saturday and Sunday. Because no, that's not off. true. Like, I mean, you know, we get emails from people who are in business all the time because they happen to be working late nights or weekends. or That stuff does happen. It so does happen, yeah. Especially entrepreneurial businesses, like even big businesses who are, who are doing some really good, really good stuff. Uh, by the way, if you haven't already subscribed to the show the email marketing show make sure you do on your favorite player or if you're watching us here on youtube if you're watching the video make sure you subscribe to the channel to make sure you don't miss out on a single on a single piece of this also we've got screenshots of all the things we've been talking about in this episode including a little video that shows you where inside your Facebook page to find the posts thing that I was talking about before, which shows you how to find when people are online and a whole bunch of other resources over on the blog. Where will they find that, Rob? Just over at blog.responsesuite.com forward slash time, T-I-M-E. That's where it is. That's where it is. Anyway, it's now time for our listener's question. We've got every single episode that it's just Rob and I here, which is every other episode, by the way, if you're new to the show. So we alternate between a Rob and I episode talking about something like we did today and a spectacular spectacular guest every other episode so welcome along um if you uh so yes every every episode that's just rob and i we we take your listeners questions and if you want to submit your question you can record an audio question send it into the show we'll play the audio as we're about to in a second and then we'll we'll discuss our answers to your question you do that over at blog.responsesuite.com slash show you can even do it from your mobile doesn't that sound easy? Can you do it for your mobile? Does it even work? It's amazing. It's amazing. Anyway, so our first listener's question for episode one is from Simon. Simon said... Hi, guys. Simon here from Presentation Genius with a completely self-indulgent question about email marketing. Seems to me that some things have got a what I'm going to call a long shelf life. Things like marketing that, that people are interested in for a long period of time. For example, if they're running a business. Okay, Other things seem to have what I'm going to call a, a much shorter shelf life. People are only interested in it now. Now. I've got to have it now because there's a crisis of some kind, such as making a presentation at work, for example. Um, what's the best way of dealing with those things in email marketing where relationships aren't what people perhaps are looking for because they're only interested in things when it's a bit of a crisis to them. Right, cheers, guys. Makes absolutely perfect sense. In fact, as entertainers, yeah. that makes perfect sense to us because, as you probably know, Rob and I from the entertainment world, when somebody wants to hire one of us for an event, they're only interested in hiring us now. They're not really interested in a long-term relationship with right. us, right? E even if they might go on to hire us again later at this point in time, it's, it's a little bit like it's a problem I faced. I used to sell a stop-smoking product. Yeah. And the problem with that is if somebody buys the product and they like it and it works and they stop smoking, 
smoking, in theory, they're done. I've got nothing else to email them about. So I had the same sort of problem. Same there. thing. So in order to answer your questions every single other week, every single other week, we have to come up with a better phrase than that, by yeah. the way. This is the listener question of the every other week. <laughs> this is the listener the question of the, show. the other week. We thought we have to have to ask ourselves, put ourselves in someone else's shoes and think about what would someone, like some oracle say if we answered them. So that's when we thought of ourselves, hmm, what would Julie Andrews do? What would Julie Andrews do? So what would Julie Andrews do? We're going to have to find out, but we have a two-minute timer to answer that question. And the time starts now, Rob. So I think the first thing to realise is the transference of skills. So, for example, if you teach presentation skills, which, Mm -hmm. of course, you do, Simon, then that's great. And people might need that solution right now to solve that problem so they can make a good presentation and present it well for their presentation next week. Great. They go ahead and they do that. But here's the thing. You have to use email to help them to start to realise that actually those skills are useful in other areas of their life and therefore they should continue to hang around and listen to you, even though that may not have been their original intent. For example, it may also help them to sell better. It might also help them in their relationships better. It might also help them in job interviews better. It could help them in a whole bunch of different ways uh, in other areas of their life. And if you can use email to point that out with them and build that relationship above and beyond the initial problem they've got, then suddenly they're now going to be a fan of you and everything that you can help them to achieve in all the different areas of your life. So I think you create uh, that sort of long-term relationship around the thing that you can help them with. Love that, love that. So for me, the answer is actually a very, very different part of the, the puzzle altogether, which is a good job there's two of us, really. Otherwise, if we agreed on everything, there'd be no point of us both being here, as in any business. So for me, actually, we've got locked into the idea that email marketing is about the long-term nurturing of, of a relationship, and it is, to some degree, about that. But actually... And, it is, and you're thinking, by the sounds of your question, Simon, that it's about what happens after you've done that sale or after they've worked with you. But actually, a, a huge element of email marketing is about the pre-sales process and how you get somebody from being merely interested in you, having read one of your blog posts, into actually turning into a customer in the first place. And that could be everything from the moment you send out a quote Like, how many people, and I'm surprised at how few people do, I have it in my entertainment business, and your entertainment business too, when someone receives a quote from you, they're now in an email marketing sequence, an automated sequence, which follows them up with additional value, testimonials, and social proof. So, email marketing's not just for post-sale, it's for pre-sale too. And there we go. I think we did it. We did it. In time. That was so good. In time. So if you'd like your email marketing question answered on the show, make sure you go over to blog.responsesuite.com slash show. The link to that, of course, like everything else, is in the show notes, which is at blog.responsesuite.com slash time. And uh, that's it for this episode, the first episode. Let us know what you thought. We really love your comments on whether you're watching this on, on YouTube or you're on the iPlayer or not the iPlayer. That's somebody else's. That's, that's the BBC. That's the BBC. We're, we're not, not on, on BBC. BBC. We're not on the BBC. No, they wouldn't allow that. <laughs> Scrap that. We would cut that if we we're allowed to. We're not allowed to. It's part of the rules. Uh, yes, but we're also, what else? You're on? iTunes. iTunes. Is iTunes. What that's yes. what I was looking the for. The other eye. Yes. Yeah, the other eye. Yes. What else will you find? I think anywhere. Stitcher. Uh, any of the podcast players. Yeah. Go and find us. Leave us a review. We'd love to hear your reviews we can even give you a shout out and a name check in a future episode yeah we'll definitely do that but uh, great thank you for joining in and thank you for joining us and we'll see you next week on the show so yeah ta-ra the email marketing show oh, well, that was okay wasn't it yeah. episode one Bad. nobody bought nobody bought quick bat. Shit. nobody bit we've done it.